Hello, this is Dr. Claire Steffen. I'm a psychologist and naturopath, certified as a natural health professional, a master herbalist, a national board certified counselor, and national board certified coach in life coaching, wellness coaching, and business coaching. Welcome to the Heal Your Brain Toolbox. We're going to continue our discussion on the cognitions of choice, which is a philosophy for living that's based on 24 dispositional traits or values that you can develop so that you have skills for making healthy decisions and choices. So I'm going to teach you today about how to apply the cognitions of choice. And remember, there's 24 different cognitions of choice that can be used in different circumstances and with different types of choices that we uh, encounter. You know, so some of them are very simple choices and some of them are more complex choices. But by actively applying the cognitions of choice, we can learn to change our self-view and create a positive image that transcends unhealthy perceptions and beliefs. And as we restructure our personal view and engage in new thinking patterns, we open the door for new life choices and life options. The cognitions of choice can be used to create a framework to focus on wellness and improve our worldview. So every day, think about this, we make choices, some of them simple, some of them complex, but at times we lose focus and we feel overwhelmed because maybe we lack the skills or you know we don't really know how to make a healthy choice because we're having negative thoughts or feelings that interfere with our ability to do that. And so when you learn these cognitions of choice and how to apply them, it can assist you in having a healthier focus so you're more clear in your decision-making process. And this can be done by starting off each day with choosing a specific cognition of choice to focus on and visualizing that and focusing on the motto that surrounds it and the guided aspiration uh, to use it to change or correct your thought patterns. You can focus on single cognitions of choice, or you can choose a couple of them uh, to support the changes that you're trying to accomplish. And so sometimes using two or three cognitions of choice collaboratively can open up our choice portal, if you will, so that we have multiple options and we have more approaches um, towards the situation or the problem, depending on what we're focused on. We can use them repeatedly or in different situations or under different contexts. And as we practice with them, they become more integrated into our style of thinking. And then we get a higher degree of comfort and familiarity with them. And it becomes more of our go-to place as it broadens our horizons and our abilities to make healthier choices. And then it contributes overall to our wellness philosophy. So when you go in and you look at the cognitions of choice, um, there's going to be a specific way that I'm going to teach you here how to apply them. And uh, it, as I said, as you practice it, and it becomes just part of your everyday approach you know, to uh, starting off your day, then it becomes more a new habit, a new way of thinking. So I'll just briefly review the cognitions of choice um, they are consider your options, create options, utilize discernment, apply altruism, positive mental attitude, seeking solutions, 
respect for equality, integrity, sharing, reciprocal joy, protective bond, courageous acts, harmonious balance, whimsical spontaneity, fearless conviction, charisma, self-encouragement, and self-respect. And it will go into this more deeply in future sessions. Um, I reviewed them in the previous uh, Toolbox podcast on cognitions of choice, but today I really want to just focus on how do you apply them. So the first step would be to review the cognition of choice. So you look at the specific one that you think might apply that would be utilized to either resolve a problem or change a behavior or or in the context of a situation. And then you might um, align with the motto or the aspirational goal and just keep that in the forefront of your brain. So we're going to review the cognition of choice and identify which cognition of choice appeals or appears appropriate And then you're going to challenge the barrier thinking. Now, remember, barrier thinking can come about in many different ways. It can be environmental. It can be financial or economic. uh, It could be social, and that's multiple. It could be about gender. It could be about age. It could be about many things in a social context. And so if that's what you're going to be working on, you want to identify which cognition of choice would appeal or appear appropriate for the situation that you're trying to change. The third step is to experiment and utilize a trial and error method to identify a safe entry point so that you're not going to get anxious by trying out this new behavior and find the simplest place to start using this specific cognition of choice. And that way, you know, you won't have any undesired outcomes in thoughts or feelings. Fourth, we're going to gradually begin to experience using the specific cognition of choice in more complex situations. So at that point, you might have a low level of anxiety surrounding the choice, um, but you don't want to get into a point or a situation where it's too high a level anxiety that you're experiencing Uh, because we don't want you to be in discomfort. So practice, practice, practice. The fifth step, as you get more tolerant for a slight increase in anxiety, and you can handle that experience, you gradually increase exposure to the situation or the incident in which it's slightly higher level of anxiety is experienced surrounding that choice. So here's a concrete example of it. If you're not used to saying no to somebody because you're always used to pleasing them and they get angry if you say no, find a low entry point where you can say no to a situation and um, experience a a little bit of anxiety around it and keep the cognition of choice in the forefront of your brain. So, for example, creating alternatives. You know, the motto there is, let's see another way I can look at this. And the aspirational goal is you can always create a plan B and think ahead. And even in life situations where you can't, you still have choices. So if you're so used to pleasing somebody and you're going to disappoint them and you're afraid you're going to lose their friendship or they're going to, you know, withdraw some kind of love from you or something else, start with a not so important kind of decision or choice to experiment with. 
so that you don't get overly anxious about it and practice being a little bit more assertive and coach yourself using create alternatives that you don't have to say yes, that maybe you can offer some other solution or maybe you have some reason why it's important for you to say no and just practice with that. The sixth step is when the desired level of comfort is accomplished, gradually begin to experiment with utilizing and applying the specific cognition of choice and try it out in different settings and in different situations at that low level still. Seventh, you're going to observe possible changes in single or patterns of thoughts and feelings, and it's important to track them and how they impact your behavioral choices. Now, eighth is to apply these steps in experimenting with the cognitions of choice to determine the most useful application, you know, so it could be in different settings or environments. And remember, you could come up against barrier thinking in all different situations, and that barrier thinking could be inside of you or it might be coming externally uh, in a you know, social setting, might be coming from somebody else. So barrier thinking involves thoughts that create obstacles to the desired or healthy change that you're trying to seek. And they can occur environmentally, financially, culturally, socially, emotionally, and through uh, gender bias or uh, through a person's point of view towards a disability or a lack of services or opportunity. And uh, sometimes it can be a temporal aspect to it or a time frame to it uh, that is imposing an obstacle. So barrier thinking can be social or can be self-imposed and it can negatively impact your level of confidence in making a choice. So here's a way to think about problem solving and how to effectively solve problems. Number one, select the problem and your established goal or outcome. Number two, generate options, so brainstorm without judgment. Number three, evaluate each option. Number four, select the most promising opinion or option and implement it. And number five, evaluate your outcome. And then six, review and reconsider the original problem in light of this new outcome. Return and implement a different option if you're dissatisfied with the outcome. So here's a way that you can practice again with the cognitions of choice. You can apply one and apply these different problem solving strategies and then see if the cognition of choice really gave you the desired outcome or change. If it didn't, then you can choose a different cognition of choice to apply. So practice and gradually try it out for longer periods of time and in different settings and start with minor problems and then graduate to more serious or complex problems. I'll continue to share more information with you about cognitions of choice, um, but I just wanted to get you started on how do you apply them and be thinking about them as your new philosophy for living and that it's going to give you an approach to decision-making and choices that will promote wellness. Thank you again for joining me, and I look forward to talking with you in the future. Have a great day.